Uh, welcome to Logical Thinking on Global Voice Network. And uh, this program is also on bbsradio.com. I had a show planned. I had a guest scheduled and the slot was taken care of. But I came across a video today and I think it's more important for you to see the video that I saw today. It's probably some information that you've already seen. Some of it you haven't. But all of it is information that you need to know. All of it is valid. Uh, So, uh, the Sixth Sense uh, BitChute channel. Uh, I came across a video that uh, talks about open genocide and systemic child abuse in government. And he talks about more than that. <laughs> okay. I don't know what this guy's name is. I knew what this guy's name name is, was at one time, but I brain farted it. That's not important. The Bitshoot channel is Sixth Sense. One word. S-I-X-T-H-S-E-N-S-E. So... Is it just a conspiracy theory or not? We're going to find out. I'm Paul from Logical Thinking on bbsradio.com and Global Voice Network. And thank you so much for joining me. I'm just going to get right to the program and let it take you out. So, or let it take us out of the program. So thank you for joining me and uh, we'll see you next time right here on Logical Thinking. Whole Foods Arbor Trails location will become the first in the Austin area to provide a palm recognition service called Amazon One as a payment option for groceries. Those who enroll in the service will be able to link their credit or debit cards and conveniently pay for their goods with a wave of their hand. Amazon says they plan to add the service to all seven of their Austin Whole Foods locations in the coming weeks. In America, Amazon That's an interesting way to start paying, isn't it, folks? Amazon One. Soon everything's going to be Amazon One. You know, you can buy just about anything you want online now from Amazon. Like literally just about anything, folks. You can buy anything via Amazon. 
soon they'll manage to push all the other department stores out of business and everything will be Amazon. Remember back in the film Demolition Man when everything was Taco Bell? I would like to invite you to join me to dinner tonight. The both of you. Please, I insist. I would like you to accompany me to Taco Bell. Look forward to it. Thank you. Taco Bell? Yes. So, what's with this cocktail guy anyway? He says I saved his life, which I'm not even sure I did, and my reward is dinner and dancing at Taco Bell. I mean, hey, I like Mexican food, but come on. Your tone is quasi facetious, but you do not realize that Taco Bell was the only restaurant to survive the franchise wars. So? So? Now all restaurants are Taco Bell. No way. Yeah, that's what it's going to be like with Amazon. Soon everything will be Amazon One, and you won't have a choice. You'll have to pay with your palm, unless people boycott the system now as it's rolling out. You know, they're rolling out all this digital cash, or they're trialling it in Australia, trialling these, you know, palm scanning payments and stuff. And bear in mind that palm scanning that I had at the start there, this is in Texas. Remember Texas, the land of the free? Oh, you know what, doing any COVID guidelines and all that stuff here. Texas and Florida, we're free. We've got the We've got the free states in the United States. We're not doing all of this other stuff that the rest of the country's doing. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're rolling all this out underneath, you know. This is what I said a couple of shows ago. While people think that everything's being rolled back and they're kind of safe because things are returning to some semblancy of normalcy, which really wasn't normal to begin with, but while this is all happening, all of this smart tech is rolling out beneath it. And that's something a lot of people simply aren't noticing. And that was the goal of the whole exercise, folks. I mean, the goal of this COVID scamdemic is to introduce this smart system and to depopulate. I mean, you know, it's a double, double-edged sword what they're doing. Hola. Buenas tardes. So yeah, it's a double-edged sword what they're doing, but that's been the goal all the time, just to depopulate and to put this smart grid in place. That's the purpose of it all. We're saying this for ages, and they're replacing our populations, folks. You notice in Australia, look, there's so many people that have been squeezed out of work, and they've backflipped on everything as well. Like even the chief health officer of Victoria, what's his name? Brett Sutton is now completely backflipped on what he said about the vaccine. Getting that third dose is protection against severe illness, but also protection against getting infected in the first place. Despite two, three, four doses of the vaccine, uh, it's not so good at preventing infection in the first place. So we are getting infected. That's why we've had uh, tens of thousands of cases in this wave. Yeah, so he's basically admitting it just doesn't work at all. But we forced you to get all this under fear of losing your job and all of the stuff that's happening. And the amount of adverse reactions are absolutely incredible. But they're saying, oh, we never coerced you into doing it. But if you look at everything they've said, 
They basically expose themselves through their own words, folks. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. We've opened up the operational availability of vaccines, but that decision-making is with you uh, and, and a trusted health uh, uh, professional to advise. There are a million reasons to get vaccinated, whether it's for your job or somebody else's job, your health or someone else's health, so you can go to the MCG and watch your team win, uh, so you can spend time with your grandkids, so you can travel around the country, travel around the world. There is a million reasons. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. Every reason, if you want to participate fully uh, in hopefully a much, much better 2022, then being vaccinated is an important part of that. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. Being vaccinated means for your freedom and what not being vaccinated might mean from a rules point of view uh, as we look to, the, look to the future. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. The day before I don't like locking Victorians out of their state and I don't like locking Melburnians into their homes. I don't enjoy that, I don't like that, but there's no choice uh, until we get people vaccinated. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. Go and get vaccinated so we can have different rules, and very few of them. Get vaccinated so we can be open. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. Authorised workers must have had one dose or a booking to get the jab by October 22, or proof of a medical exemption. The deadline to be fully vaccinated is six weeks away. If an employer allows an unvaccinated staff member on site, they can be fined more than $21,000 and the business will be hit with almost a $110,000 fine. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. Workers who falsely claim they've had the jab will wear a $10,000 fine. Healthcare workers, firefighters and police were also subject to today's so-called V-Day. One veteran nurse took to social media to announce she's out of a job. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. Victoria Police wouldn't confirm how many unvaccinated members have been stood no down, one's being coerced, but say no one's being ongoing non-compliance will result in referral for disciplinary action. No one's being coerced, no one's being unreasonably pushed here. Rather than immediately sacking employees who aren't vaccinated, some businesses are allowing staff time off to reconsider. A woman from New South Wales has died after taking the AstraZeneca vaccine. An 18-year-old health worker has developed blood clots after getting her COVID vaccine. An elderly woman has died in what's believed to be South Australia's first case of fatal blood clotting caused by the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. A Queensland man is in intensive care tonight suffering a blood clot after receiving his AstraZeneca vaccine. He's one of five similar cases around the country. Six new cases of blood clots have been officially linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Three more cases of blood clots have been linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine, including one case in an 80-year-old man. 53-year-old South Australian man is tonight gravely ill in intensive care after suffering a blood clot linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. In breaking news, a Central Coast woman has died after receiving a COVID vaccine. The head of the Therapeutic Goods Administration is calling for calm following the deaths of two people in our state who received the COVID vaccine. Concerns around the safety of the AstraZeneca vaccine have been realised here in Australia, with medical experts confirming the death of a Central Coast woman is likely linked to the jab.
A major medical investigation is underway tonight over whether a local man suffered blood clots as a result of getting the Pfizer vaccine. Australians are being urged not to jump to conclusions over the death of a woman from blood clots after receiving the COVID vaccine. Tonight, Seven News can reveal another similar death is also being investigated. The authorities in Norway are investigating the deaths of at least 33 elderly Norwegians who received Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. And the nation's medical regulator has revealed seven new cases of blood clots linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. A Launceston family is pleading for help after their teenage daughter fell ill after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. Faith Ranson has been in and out of hospital and suffers almost daily ticks after experiencing what a leading doctor admits was an adverse reaction to the vaccine. It's estimated 79,000 people have suffered adverse reactions to vaccines. Yeah, no coercion in there at all. But meanwhile, as it showed this, 79,000 people have suffered adverse reactions from the jab. And so many people have lost their jobs. There's actually a workforce crisis at the moment in Australia. And why do you think that is, folks? Do you think it's just because people didn't get their jobs because they've been jabbed or they haven't been jabbed and, you know, they aren't able to go to work? Or do you think it's because of the incredible amount of people that are dying from this jab? But whatever the reason, the government is now bringing in, they've upped their migrant capacity. So they're going to bring in 200,000 migrants a year into Australia. And bear in mind that this is all to take up the slack of the floundering workforce because for whatever reason they're not showing up to work, they're not coming and doing these jobs. So 200,000 migrants are going to bring into the country. And bear in mind, they've dropped all the restrictions now, folks. You don't need a jab to enter the country. Anybody can enter the country. They don't mind if you're COVID positive or whatever. You can all hang around together. It just doesn't matter. More skilled migrants will be welcomed to Australia next year as the Prime Minister looks to fix the country's ongoing labour shortage. Lucy, Lucy Hinton is following this story for us in Melbourne. Uh, Lucy, our yearly migration intake will be lifted. Yes, Belinda, tens of thousands of more migrants will be arriving in Australia from next year to fill those chronic worker shortages being experienced right across the country. The federal government is proposing to lift the cap from 160 to 180 or even 200,000 migrants a year to fill jobs in areas such as IT and aged care. It's also looking to recognise more international qualifications and has proposed bridging training, which will mean that migrants don't have to complete years of needless additional study. Now, this policy will be canvassed next month's Jobs and Skills Summit with the federal government looking to introduce the cap raise in the October budget. Belinda? Welcome back to Weekend Today. We're coming up on 8am. Well, more skilled migrant workers could be welcomed to Australia next year as the Prime Minister looks to fix the country's ongoing labour shortage. So, yes, they've dropped all their guidelines and they're bringing 200,000 migrants in to replace the Australian workforce. They get people in, they can lower the minimum wage, they can get these people working for peanuts and they can replace all the Australian workers who didn't want to get the jab and those that have got the jab and are now too sick to work and those that have likely died from the jab. Yeah. And people are still dying, folks. been four young kids died in like in a matter of two days or a bunch of them three of them died 
in one day, I think. Heart attack. Heart attack. Heart attack. Heart attack. All in the prime of their lives, 19 to 20 years old, all sports stars. That's how much in the prime of the life they were. Now, you've got to be fit and healthy to be a sports person, folks. All these people are dropping. Why do you think it is, folks? A sudden adult death syndrome? Yeah, and they never coerced anybody into anything, did they? You know, all these kids would have had to have had the jab to even go and continue with their sports. They've made it impossible for anybody to do anything without the jab. And now, like I said, they're bringing migrants into the country. In Australia, they're probably doing it in your country as well, but they're bringing migrants into the country and none of these migrants have to have the jab or go through any quarantine or any restrictions, any of the stuff that they've done to people for the last two years, which they themselves has admitted, didn't do anything. The jab doesn't work. None of the stuff they've done. They've even admitted in the past that the lockdowns weren't there to stop the spread of the virus. The lockdowns were to force you into compliance, to force you to go and get the injection. That's what the lockdowns are really for. Dan Andrews admitted that openly in some press conference. I don't know whether I can find it. But Dan Andrews did admit that's what the whole lockdown proceedings were all about. It wasn't about protecting you from anything. When I started... It was about forcing you to get the jab. So, yeah, that's what they do, folks. Safe and effective. Remember they said that, Fauci? Safe and effective. We have two vaccines that are really quite effective, highly effective, virtually 100% efficacious. Despite two, three, four doses of the vaccine, uh, it's not so good at preventing infection in the first place. Yeah, effective at keeping the politicians safe because it's killing the populations. Quite effective at bringing out some of the most 
horrendous vaccine adverse reactions that have ever been seen in the history of anything as well, I think. that and feeling like that. Imagine how she feels, folks, that poor woman. The result of trusting the government, safe and effective, trusting Fauci, believing that there actually is a pandemic when there has never been a pandemic, folks. What this is about is depopulation. And that's what it's always been about. New sanitary pads they're bringing out too. I'm going to mention this. I don't know if anybody can check this out. New sanitary pads they're bringing out, which apparently are far more effective than normal sanitary pads because they have a graphene insert in them. Periods are something that women can be proud of, but it raises many concerns too. Let's get rid of all the worries now. Introducing Colleen, India's first graphene chip sanitary pad. The graphene chip increases the blood flow in the sides and relieves pain. It also provides five times extra absorption capacity. Colleen's ultra slim design is more comfortable and breathable. It remains antibacterial even after long hours of usage. Colleen, manufactured using toxin-free and leak-proof materials, provides protection from leakage and infections. With the new healthy Colleen, let's face the periods. Colleen, innovated for women's health. Why graphene in a sanitary pad would somehow make it more effective, I don't know. Graphene being a metal... But there was a guy who did an experiment, and I don't know, maybe you could try this at home if you can get hold of some of these sanitary pads and see if you can confirm whether this is real. Okay, so have a sanitary napkin here. See how thin it is? All right. Um, if you notice, it's got the, it has the 3D sides on it. The sides are amazing, the protective sides, okay? Now, if you notice, nothing happens, right? It's a 7-watt light bulb. If you take it, and you open this up. Here's the strip. Nothing happens. Once it gets wet, put it in the water. Once the, the graphene is infused strip, boom, it works. So when that strip is wet, the light bulb illuminates. So the graphene 
evidently is activated when the strip is wet. That's powerful. Very powerful. Alright? So that's the best way to use the graphene strip. Um, showing the power of graphene in a sanitary napkin. Alright. Be interesting if that is real. There's actually a current that comes out of the graphene once it gets wet. That would be very interesting and very quite insidious really if that's what they're doing to women. They'd be putting a current, a slight current through their private parts once this thing gets wet. Which you might find would eventually numb that area. Wouldn't you lose feeling in that area if you suddenly had, you know, a slight electrical current going through it when you've got these napkins on? Would you lose feeling in that area? Is that what that's all about? I mean, you've got to wonder. I mean, these people are so ridiculously cruel that it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, God knows what the reason is, but it seems pretty strange that they're putting something in a sanitary pad that's going to give off an electrical current once it gets wet. And you've got to wonder what that's all about, folks. You know, never forget what these people have done, folks. I mean, I don't know how anybody could trust the medical industry or any of these people again. I mean, just look at what they were doing through these lockdowns and all the times they were claiming that the hospitals were full and all this shit they were doing. Never forget what these people have done, folks, over the last few years and what they're doing now. You know, parents can be fined for being concerned about their kids at school. You know, if, if your kids are going to school and they're teaching them transgender shit, which they're doing, they're actually encouraging the kids to change their genders. Did you know in many states you can get certain types of health care without your parents being there or ever finding out about it? It's today's Daily Doctor Facts. To figure out if you can get care sends parentals, go to your state health department website and find the laws related to teen health, consent, and confidentiality. And they're saying that anybody who's preventing putting five and six-year-olds on puberty blockers is actually guilty of child abuse, when what they're doing is actually child abuse. But again, they're flipping it around backwards. We need to talk about what's happening in Texas. The governor is trying to take away vital health care for transgender kids and labeling it as child abuse. Giving gender affirming care to transgender children is medically necessary and supports their health and well-being. That's what they do. They flip it around backwards. And they're saying that any parents who complain about this can be fined. Fortunately, we've seen a drop of 50,000 people 50,000 kids didn't show up for the first day of school 
in California this, this uh, term, which is really good. 50,000 people have chosen to keep their kids out of these indoctrination centres, which is what schools are, and probably homeschool their kids. They're saying, oh, they may be scared of all the shootings and stuff that happen at school, which are all staged by the government anyway. But I'd suggest that a lot of why they're keeping people away is because their kids are being transgenderized and they don't want them transgenderized at school. But yeah, I mean, finding the parents, it's absolutely crazy. And it's, it's just nuts what they're doing. There's a Gaelic football team. And someone complained about some of the team members from one of the girls' Gaelic football teams. And because they complained about this man, who isn't even trying to look like a woman, he's there with his bald head and everything, just claiming that he identifies as a girl, therefore he can play against a young women's football team. This is like a 46-year-old man. He's playing against a young girl's team, claiming he can do so because he identifies as a woman. And when people complained about it and pointed that out on Twitter, they got their accounts banned for hate speech. This is how seriously twisted the world's become, folks. I mean, this guy, you know, he's not a woman. He shouldn't be playing women's contact sports. Nobody who identifies as a woman who is actually a man should be playing women's contact sports. I mean, you know, it's just ridiculous. Like I said, you see all the the people that are taking out the gold medals. Funny how they've all got bulges in their pants and they all look like men because they are all men taking out women's titles in contact sports. Unbelievable, folks. Absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah. So that's about all I wanted to share with you today. The worker shortage. There's a daughter of a prominent vaxxer also who died. Baffled. The woman, she's a prominent vaxxer and she's a nurse and she's baffled why her healthy young daughter has suddenly died. Well, I'll give you one clue why your healthy young daughter has suddenly died. But of course, you're baffled. You're baffled. It couldn't be the jab, could it? No, of course not. Yeah, but that's about all that's going on, folks. Like I've said, they're coming for your children. That's what all this is about. The whole thing is about coming for your children. I've got the new anti-inflation bill coming in in the United States as well, which is going to absolutely destroy everything. It's, it's actually just all it's doing is re categorizing what inflation is and pumping the economy full of more stimulus which is actually going to support more inflation and create more inflation they're creating a army a virtual army of irs agents to go out there is talk as well that they're giving these people lethal autonomy in as much as they're going to arm them and they're able to shoot people who try to run away from them. I mean, this is what I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but this is what I've heard. I mean, the IRS is basically a, a theft organisation. It's connected to the British Crown anyway. I mean, any money you pay to the IRS doesn't actually go to the United States government. If you trace it through and look at the paper trail, it actually goes to the Crown Corporation. So, you know, nothing's what you're told, folks. It's just a company of the Crown the United States is really a company of the Crown and, and Australia is a company of the United States. So how far down the food chain is that? There's even theatre now in Australia where the, the new Prime Minister wants a royal commission and there's someone else calling for a royal commission into the Morrison government over their handling of the scamdemic, which is good to see. 
You could make an argument that the Prime Minister had to share the health portfolio in the pandemic because the biosecurity law is so draconian it gives the health minister the powers of a dictator. It's bad law, but the solution shouldn't be bad government. If shadowing health was necessary, it should have been public. Everything after that was overreach, and Scott Morrison's own colleagues believe it undermined them. It's just one more example of why we must have a Royal Commission into the pandemic response that shines a bright light on every level of government, every leader and every bureaucrat. Anthony Albanese says it's inconceivable that there won't be a Royal Commission, Georgie. Well, the Prime Minister should call one now. Which is, uh, which is good to see, but I mean, you know, this is all theatre, folks, because it's all two sides of the same coin. Yeah, they've got to have people in there claiming that this is what we need to do, or we've got to hold these people to account. Scott Morrison was holding four or five portfolios while he was the Prime Minister, when he was only really supposed to be holding one. He was holding four or five, and he never told the Australian people. He was in charge of so many aspects of the recent scamdemic, like personally in charge of so many aspects of it. All completely illegal, but then the Australian government's illegal anyway. It's an invalid corporate entity. It has been since 2000 or since 1973. I've said this to you before. It's completely invalid. Not one law that's been enacted, nothing that they've done since 1973 has had any validity at all. This is likely why they dropped the case against Paul Hogan for tax evasion. Because they're not a government. They don't have the legal right to be able to tax anybody of anything. They don't have the legal right to be able to enact any laws. They don't have the legal right to be doing anything that they're doing. And what they're doing, folks, as I've said on the last report, is harvesting children. That's what it's really all about. That's what this whole mechanism is set up to do. You know, They've got all this stuff in place to keep you distracted while your children are harvested. Now, there's so many pedophiles and, and child traffickers infiltrated within our society it's just incredible how much there is that people just wouldn't believe because you've got to have families that are upper class and aren't involved in all this stuff and just good families and normal things happening so that you've got the cover to be able to hide what's really going on behind the scenes but there's groups that are involved whole villages that are involved look at the holy greek case look at the children from Hampstead heath a couple of years ago and it was, oh, no, this is, this is all lies, and the child was being coached in what to say. You listen to the testimony of those children from Hampstead Heath. Those children weren't being coached. This is what's going on. And the whole school is involved in it. That's how prevalent it is, folks. You know, and they've created this whole mechanism of keeping people having to pay to be alive, running on the treadmill, doing all these things, and, and measuring themselves up to unrealistic parameters, and you know, parameters that are given to them by society, social parameters so they've got to measure themselves by the size of their front door and the amount of jewelry they've got and the prestige that they've got amongst the society go to their designated enjoyment zones you know watch movies do all this shit they give you to do and measure yourselves according to their standards so you don't ever take the time to look at what's going on around you most people are kept too busy to look at what's going on around them anyway i mean even with what i do most of the people can never find out half of the information that i've got because they simply don't have time to ever look because they're too busy running on the treadmill because they need to create this money and get this this paper they need in order to support the lifestyle they've created for themselves you know because they create these different tiers and classes of society you might grow up in a, in a low-income area. Once you get a good income, you think, well, I'm getting out of here. I'm moving to a more classy area. All you're doing is moving to an area that's going to cost you more money to live. 
And once you, you've got to a certain point in that, you're going to move to another area. Then you're going to buy a more expensive house. You're going to buy this, you're going to buy that. There's people who live in these multi-million dollar homes. And they've got like an expensive, like, you know, $75,000 a month just in staff and groundskeeping and all sorts of stuff. They've got so much money they spend simply to live in this place that all they're really doing is, is eating and sleeping there. I mean, you could be living in a guest house, you could be living in a shed, you could be living in a shack, it wouldn't make any difference. But they believe that they've got to this certain echelon of society that requires them to have all of this extra stuff so they can show off how prestigious they are to the rest of the world. It's a trap. It's just a trap to keep you living to your means. It doesn't matter if you make a million dollars a week. They're going to be spending three quarters of a million dollars a week just on maintaining your lifestyle. That's what they do, folks. So people just don't have time to research all this stuff. You know, and very often once they get to that echelon of society, that upper echelon, they're out there hobnobbing and hanging around in their social circles and trying to be like the Kardashians and, you know, all of the Jenners and all these sorts of people because that's what they're given to emulate. That's what they're given and told, that, you know, you're not going to be successful until you've got all these people looking at you, until you walk down the street and there's all these paparazzi wanting to snap your picture. That's what life's all about. And really, no, it's not. Life isn't about any of that sort of shit. But they've done all this just to trap people you know, and keep people completely distracted so they can run this huge pedophile operation that they're running. And it's horrendous, folks. It's horrendous. Even with organ harvesting and stuff. By the way, don't ever put yourself down as an organ donor on your, on your driver's license or any of that sort of stuff, folks. If you put yourself down as an organ donor, if you're even slightly damaged in the accident... They're not going to save you. It's far more profitable for them to let you die and harvest your organs and sell your organs off than it is to save you. The human harvest that's coming out of these, these wars is absolutely phenomenal. It really is. Just in, in Syria, 15,000 children in six years. 15,000 kids have had their organs harvested in Syria in the last, uh, last six years. Because you think about it, you go into a war zone... You're going to Syria, and there's a village there. You're going to bomb this village and take over the country. You want to secure the village. Well, what are you going to do with the people? Um, obviously, the men may be a threat, so you, you, you grab them, you send them off to work in work camps, salt mines, whatever. If they won't work, kill them, harvest their organs. You get the women, you take them, you put them in these, these brothels to run all, these, all the mines and all that sort of stuff. If, you know, they set them up as, as uh, sewing houses and seamstress houses, but they're just brothels. And once they're, if they won't work, well, you harvest their organs. Once they're burnt out, harvest their organs. Get the kids, they sell them to rich Arabs or send them down to Haiti to be processed and sent up to pedophiles in the United States or Europe or whatever. It's a resource. It's a valuable resource. People are the first resource in war. That's what they do. This is a Syrian kid found in a dumpster. Uh, and it just, it's just, you know, it's rampant. This is Malaysian kids. Um, and, and this is why. This is why. You look at the value of all this. Look at the value. Your kidneys, $262,000 for your kidneys. Well, I'm going to kill you if I can harvest your kidneys. I can get 262 grand for your kidneys, 200 grand for your lungs, 157 grand for your liver, 119K for your, for your heart. Your cornea is in your eyes, $15,000. That's not bad. That's not a bad profit. Your bone marrow, $23,000 a gram for your brown marrow. And I can ho harvest that from you two weeks after you're dead. That's pretty good. That's about $43 million for a healthy person. Why are all the wars in the Middle East? They don't drink. 
good healthy organs in the Middle East, no alcohol in the Middle East, good source of healthy organs for the United States, for European aristocracy and all this sort of stuff. How many people have bone marrow transplants? Where's all the bone marrow come from? It comes from war zones. This is why the wars are meant to be continuous. That's what they do. Wars are meant to be continuous. Never forget, never forget. In the 20th century, 262 million people killed by their own governments. The leading cause of death in the 20th century, apart from probably heart disease, I mean, you can probably attribute that to government as well because of the shit they feed the people. So, you know. And very often, I mean, if, if you don't have an addict of death, if you're just even knocked out, you could just be, you know, quite easily going to recover. But they can get so much money for your organs that, you know, they're not going to save you, folks. They're going to say, oh, look, you know, she had a coma or he had a coma or he passed out or he was too badly damaged or he's brain dead or whatever. Now, all the things they say, everything they said about Anne Haish, she's brain dead, they said. She's, she was so badly damaged in the accident that she's brain dead. How come she was sitting up and flailing around? And, you know, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she was burnt. Maybe she was. I mean, in that photograph or in that, that video of her getting up out of that vehicle, she doesn't look like she's badly burnt. She looks like she's just wearing a tank top or something. There's actually a picture that exists taken just before she died. We can have a look and see what she's wearing. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that was just the top we're seeing or maybe these are burns on her back. Maybe she was burned. We don't know. Very hard to tell from that. None of the timeline stacks up. They say that it took an hour to put the flames out and they say it took 30 minutes to get her out of the car. Yet while they're taking her out of the car, the flames are pretty much out in the building. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. There's a bit of a discrepancy there. But I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she was burnt. Maybe she's more burnt than what we realise. But even given that, the way she, st- she sat up and was struggling, trying to get out of the, the gurney, is very interesting. And there's no way she could have done that if she was brain dead. You know, they say they put her into an induced coma because of her burns. Is it the induced coma that caused her to suddenly go brain dead? I mean, what do they do? Give her rendezvous? Because that's what they usually do, isn't it? Remdesivir, isn't that what they give to people to induce a coma? Isn't remdesivir what they've been giving to COVID patients in order to kill them? This is a question that needs to be asked. So, she certainly didn't look brain dead anyway. But what they've said is that they're going to harvest her organs. I don't know whether you know this, I've mentioned it before, and stuff that people don't want to talk about generally because it's too horrific. The whole concept of spirit cooking, you know the spirit cooking ceremonies they have where they've got these big cakes that look like humans and they eat the heart and they you know, take the organs out, all this sort of stuff. And it's a big celebration of cannibalism is basically what it is. But when they harvest organs, when they take organs from a body... You can't harvest organs from a dead body. The body's got to be alive. So they're even saying they've got Anne in, or they were saying they've got Anne in an induced coma and they're keeping her alive to harvest her organs. There's substances they can give people which puts them into a state of 
paralysis. It looks like they're in a coma, but they're really in a state of paralysis. And this is generally what they use. I can't remember the name of the drug, but it puts them in a state of paralysis. I'm sure there'll be nurses out there that are watching this video that will be able to confirm what I'm saying as well. There's a certain drug they give them which has been a state of paralysis, but they can feel everything. So when their organs are being harvested, they can feel it. They feel you cutting into them. They feel you taking their liver out. They feel you taking their kidneys out, cutting out their heart. They feel all this stuff. And they are pumping out an enormous amount of adrenaline while this is happening. Are you getting the picture here, folks? Adrenochrome. A lot of these people that disappear when they kill people, they don't just kill them. People are far too valuable a resource to just kill them. You can harvest their organs, you can get a, a lot of money for a healthy body, which is why a lot of the, the um, wars go on in the Middle East, because they don't drink in the Middle East. You get a, a good source of alcohol-free organs from the Middle East, which is a lot of what they do. And we've done a whole reports on this a couple of years ago when we were talking about uh, the war in Syria and the amount of children that were being harvested out of Syria. What an incredible resource these, these people are. But it isn't just harvesting the organs. You want to harvest the adrenochrome as well. How do you do that? Well, you've got to, like I said, keep the bodies alive so that the organs are harvested while the body is alive. And they say, oh, these people are brain dead. They're in a coma. They've got no feeling. And that's not true, folks. They appear to be in a coma, but they have feeling. They are totally aware of what's going on. They can feel what's going on. And not only are they having their organs harvested, they're also producing remarkable amounts of adrenochrome. Of course, the purest adrenochrome you can get is from the children. The more terrified the children are, the greater the harvest. You know, when you get terrified, when you get in a situation where you are literally absolutely terrified, you're in danger of losing your life or whatever, so often in a car accident, often when you go into that mode, you know, you, you hit another vehicle and everything slows down. I don't know whether you've ever been in a car accident, but everything slows down. The, the seconds take minutes. You can see everything going on clearly. And there are also instances where you may find yourself looking at the car accident from a third-person perspective and literally seeing yourself sitting in the seat and seeing yourself going through whatever it is you're going through. There's speculation that at these times when you get to a situation of extreme stress, sometimes your soul will leave your body as a matter of safety because it doesn't want to get traumatised. It'll leave your body while that situation happens then it will jump back in. And many people have reported that they felt like they were sitting outside themselves when this accident happened. There is talk that if you can terrify a person enough, you can get this to happen yourself. And if you can keep them in that state where their soul is separate from their body and it's observing, that's apparently when you get the best harvest. Which is why they think up such elaborate ways of torturing and terrifying these children. You know, they don't just kill them, folks. They, they really terrify these kids. And there's so much evidence of this. And this is, like I said, this is one of the 
most taboo topics, you know, this is something you just can't talk about. You can't talk about child sacrifice. You can't talk about satanic ritual abuse. You cannot talk about child murder. You cannot talk about the enormous amount of human trafficking that is going on behind the scenes. When really that's the main reason for everything. It's the main reason for all the theatre. It's the main reason for all our countries to be separated and called nations and be run like different department stores. They do a consensus they, or a census so they can get the, the stock take of the department store. They want to know where all the kids are. They want to know who's awake. They want to know where everybody is. And they've got to create this smoke screen around all this stuff that's happening so people don't notice it. Now, with any secret society, you can't be too out in the open or the society doesn't remain secret. It's like all the bad shit that the Freemasons do. They do some terrible, terrible stuff. But not all the Freemasons. There's a secret society that exists within Freemasonry that, you know, it wouldn't exist if you didn't have all these other Freemasons out there doing good things for the community, which a lot of them do. Yeah, because that's what they think it's all about. They just think, oh, I need little rituals and stuff we do. It's all just fun. They don't realise these little rituals open portals. And then certain, it becomes apparent that certain people are good targets and then they can target those people. They can bring them into the upper echelons. But all the plebs out there in the lower sections that just do these rituals and shit, they've got no idea any of this is happening. So you've got to have that in order to have a place to hide. It's the same as this people farm. You can't just be harvesting everybody's children. You have nowhere to hide. You've got to have certain areas of the population that have got no idea that this is going on. But it's going on to such an incredible degree. And it's the reason for everything. It's the reason for all the distractions. It's the reason they keep you so busy and so scared and so busy running on the treadmill and so focused on completely irrelevant bullshit, thinking that this actually means something in your life. It's going to mean something if you get the latest Xbox or you get the the bigger front door or you get the latest model car or whatever it's actually going to mean something for your prestige or whatever it's not folks people have been asking if these are smart meters around here no they're not they're not smart meters folks you got wires and cables going into them none of these meters are smart so yeah but that's the reason for the whole lot folks it's because you're living in a people farm and i've been saying this for years and it should become more and more apparent yeah, now they've even got to the point that they want us eating insects. And again, when I was first mentioning that the other day, I was calling the substances in insects chitin. It's actually chitin, like chimera, spelled with a CH as well. But as I said, chitin cannot be processed out of the insects. And you know what they're doing? They're actually going online now. You can go to websites and you can actually look up chitin. And you'll find places actually promoting this as a nutritional substance. Ministry of Truth, folks, is where they come along and they change the meaning of everything. Now they're promoting chitin as a nutritional substance when nothing could be further from the truth. You know, we evolved from eating insects, folks. This is what happens in very, very poor places where they don't have food. They're forced to eat things like insects. But they're reducing the first world down to the standard of the fourth world. I said this a couple of years ago as well. That's the plan. And they want people to accept them doing it. You know, accept that there's an economic crisis or a climate crisis. You're doing all this to save the climate. We've got to get rid of carbon. Get rid of carbon. Yeah, we are carbon-based life forms. These trees, these plants, everything, everything you see around you that is alive is a carbon-based life form. And they want to get us down to carbon neutral or carbon zero no folks they want to kill carbon based life forms is what they're doing and 
convincing them to eat insects is one good way to do it because these things are incredibly toxic to the human body. We simply don't have the digestive system to deal with these things. You know, birds, fish, lizards, these things eat insects. Even normal mammal animals, even normal animals, like you won't see a cat or a dog eating a piece of meat if it's got ants and insects all over it. They just, you know, they want to shake the insects off. You won't find any warm-blooded animals that live by eating insects, folks, and that's what they're trying to do to us. So, yeah, it's time to say no to all this stuff, folks. Time to say no. But as, I, as I've said, you know, more and more people are waking up. And that's a good thing. And as I've also said, there's no point in even really trying to wake them up anymore. I mean, if they're not awake to this now, well, they're just going to have to wake up by their own accord. But we've got to stop complying with all this shit. Stop complying with their smart grid. Stop, you know, all this digital cash they're rolling out in, in Australia. Stop complying with it. They tried rolling it out in Japan. Nobody complied with it. So they had to decide that, well, they're going to stop doing that. The reason they're not doing it is because nobody used it. Nobody wanted to know about it. That's what you've got to do in Australia. Just stop complying with all the rules and regulations these parasites are putting in place, folks. And don't think there's any of these politicians that are going to come and help you. They're not. The whole thing's a puppet show, folks, and it always has been. But anyway, I'm going to leave it there for now. Thank you for joining me on this report today. It's always a pleasure to have your company. Thank you to anybody and everybody who sends me so many kind emails. Thank you for slowing down a little bit. That's been really good. Thank you to anybody who's ever made a contribution via WISE or any crypto or anything like that. It's, it's really thoughtful of you to do that. It's the only thing that keeps me going. And that's the thing, you know, people... When I started, a lot of people would say, oh, you should go and get a real job. You're just a grifter or whatever. You've you got to understand, I, I never ask for money, folks. I just thank the people who do support me. Because that support enables me to continue doing this research and looking at all this stuff. I mean, if I had to work eight hours a day or ten hours a day, I would never have been able to have the time to find out all this stuff that I found out and be able to share it with you. So, I mean, that's just the way it goes, folks. Sometimes the research is the job. And this is a 24-hour-a-day thing. I mean, I, I don't do anything else. I have no social life. I, you know, I, just, I just research and make videos and share the word and do what I can to try to make a difference. So, yeah, thank you to all those people who have supported me in doing this for all these years because you're the ones who've enabled all of this information to get out to people. But, yeah, I'm going to leave it there for now, folks. Thank you for joining on this report. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Please stay very good care. Until then, in luck, cash.